This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Meruyama. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Squared Co. Podcast. I am your host, Mark Morris, and Jared Maruyama is joining me yet again. Yet Jared, again. <laughs> what's going on, Jared? Not just another episode of the Squared Co. Podcast, a very special episode. You want, you want to retry that podcast word again? <laughs> it's, you'll fix it in post. <laughs> you, you, you thought that, that... I didn't hear that, huh? <laughs> The squared co-possess. <laughs> yes. Very you, special a, episode. Did you have a rough holiday? Yeah. So still I'm, recovering? I'm hungover. <laughs> Christmas hang- hangover. Um, um, yeah. So this is a special episode. You know, early on, we decided that we had to figure out some sort of a gimmick to have. When it's the solo episode with just Jared and I, we did the monthly recap. So this is the 2017 year end recap right. episode yes um being the first year recap episode that we've ever done this may be a work in progress but <laughs> because we can only do this once every year it may take a long time to get better at this thing so bear with us today in our first year end recap <laughs> it could be our only year end recap ever <laughs> All right. With that being said, good luck, Jared. Thank you. Good luck today. But we are recording this the day after Christmas, actually. So it's not even the new year yet. Um, But uh, I did want to start by asking Mark how your Christmas went. Um, It was fun. I think it's, you know, I bug or whined about this in my December recap episode. It was harder for me to get into the Christmas spirit because the weather was so hot here. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds stupid, but it... It really did make a big difference in me getting excited for Christmas. Um, and then when Christmas finally came, I don't know if this is just the fact that I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was so much anticipation because of all the presents you would get and unwrap when you're younger. <laughs> now, you know, the older you get, the less presents you receive. So it becomes more about just getting <laughs> together with friends and family uh, instead of the, I don't know the unwrapping and anyways long story short i'm not a social guy so the gatherings are not exciting for me um but i don't know it's a long rambly answer to a simple question uh and i'm gonna toss it back to you before (laughs) i dig myself a deeper grave here um (laughs) so yeah i i I mean that sounds funny because then it sounds like christmas is all about gifts but I think that was a big Which it part. Should be a big part of the excitement when you were little was just going absolutely nuts, uh, waiting to open presents and stuff. We do kind of the same thing every single year, which is fine. It's nice. It's it's really the only time I see a lot of our family. So I think that's the best mm-hmm. part of it. Um, especially as we've gotten older, we see each other uh, less and less, um, just because everyone's so so busy and stuff. So that was fine. But uh, yeah, I didn't. Did you get anything good? I got a. Uh, it's a weird. This is the weird thing. I got a. Uh, uh, an Apple Watch. Ooh, fancy. Yeah, which is great, but it's really not even a gift. My sister got a new one and she gave me her old one. 
So that's that's Christmas <laughs> as an adult. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's funny. I got some hand me downs. You know, I have an older brother, and growing up with older siblings, you get the hand me downs. I got gifts from him, mm-hmm. which were clothes that were gifted to him that don't fit him. So his gift to me was like gifts from him or for him that didn't fit him. <laughs> So it was a similar situation to your Apple Watch. <laughs> like what kind of stuff? Like it was too big for him or something? Or yeah, what? Oh. it was. He had clothes that were given to him by someone that didn't fit him. So he's like, "Oh, Mark's a little bit bigger than me, so he should be able to fit this stuff." But do you guys exchange gifts uh, like regularly? Like, or or is it sort of a does it change year to year? Like we've kind of stopped because we were giving each other gift cards back and forth. Um, and so we just said, well, forget it. Like there's no point. Like we had to get all these other gifts. So let's just, you know, we don't have to do it for us, but, uh, do you do presents with your siblings? Um, it's gotten to the point now where we'll just give each other like one thing. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, I think, like I said before, the older we're, we all get, like the smaller the things become and it's more of just like a gesture of it, it's better to give something stupid than to not give something at all. Yeah. It's, well, it's fun. all of our mentalities. It's fun to have something to unwrap too, but, um, yeah. And so I should say, thank you for your gift. You made a nice paper cut version of my, uh, my logo. Um, uh, and you did that. That was very nice. It was very exciting to get. I, I rarely get uh, <laughs> gifts that people make. I think because I'm an artist, people feel either self-conscious, uh, you know, if they're not artists themselves. So yeah, it's not common. Well, I, I knew you'd appreciate it because you love your own work. So it was basically just <laughs> giving you your own, your own work. So just I knew you'd be excited to get that. Giving me a mirror to reflect back <laughs> my own image and enjoy that. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so my best gift was probably these two um, vinyl toys. Mm. Have you heard of the hipster Mickey and oh, hipster Minnie? I hate it. It's the end of it's the end <laughs> of civilization as we know it. When you see that, yeah, I've heard that in yes. some comments before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but no, thank you so much for your gift to me. Um, but I think this is enough stroking each other's egos. Let's <laughs> let's move on past Christmas. Yes, um, and into the the year in review. I guess. Yeah. So we um, came up with a list of like the best worst things of 2017. A lot of this stuff um, are things that we've talked about in the past in previous episodes. Um, So I don't know how detailed we'll get into it, but here are some of our favorite and least favorite things from 2017. You know, I got to say, it's gotten harder to do these kinds of things. Like I used to be, when I was younger, I'd be very excited about year-end things like this because I would be so <laughs> pop culture obsessed. But as I was trying to gather stuff for this one, I realized like, gosh, I don't I don't really do anything but work. <laughs> 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 so so these are some of these are pretty weak, but I, I'm excited to hear yours, I think, more than to read mine. So Yeah, and... I mean, similarly, I don't do that much, but I do go to a shitload of movies. Yes, so I know that. Yeah. I that was a difficult thing for me to like. And January of this year seems so long ago. Like I, I had a mm-hmm. hard time remembering which movies came out this year, which ones that I saw this year. Yeah. Um. But let's let's not start with movies. Let's start okay. with something a little bit lighter. All right. This is this is an easy one for me at least. We'll do with music. And what we were supposed to come up, there's three categories here. It's the best of, the worst, and then the most surprising. So some of these categories, I know I don't have one for each one of the three. What yeah. Do you call it? Things. Yeah. 
I don't sure. know. Sure. Topics. Um, yeah. Yeah. There you go. So for music, it's this is easy best for me. And I actually discovered this band, I think it was like last holiday season. So it was about a year ago, but I'm going to put it into 2017. We've talked about them so many times. Jared, oh, no. I think you know where I'm going. Um, but it's The Midnight. They were my favorite music everything this year. Um, they released new music this year. Always a favorite of mine. Um, I've seen them a few times this year. Won't get into it much more. But yes, The Midnight is my best music band whatever for 2017 yeah see so maybe we should have compared notes beforehand because uh i also listed the midnight only because it's the the new band that i um, picked up this year the rest of it um i don't think there was anything that really stood out for me but them i i did really like the the albums and um, it's the first one where i went and tried to get all their music which fortunately it's not a lot out there right now yeah but i didn't see them in concert like you so it was really just <laughs> listening to <the laughs> but music. you know what they i think the um you know the bigger they get the the more shows they'll be doing i know so far they've only had two and i've been to both but next year they're already they already have shows slated um for different areas so yeah it looks like they're going to be doing more touring um so that'll be fun um, but yeah, we've talked about them so many times and we've used their parts of their music in transitions and stuff like that on the show. And I'm sure this will not be the last time we talk about. No, them. I'm sure we will. But let me ask you this, because uh, as I've gotten old, like I used to be really into music, hardcore when I was younger. But as I've gotten older, it seems harder to, you know, do that energy to to find new yeah. bands. Like, what do you do to find your new music? Like, how did you find The Midnight? Um. I don't even remember. So now it, this is like a good and bad thing with Pandora and Spotify. Yeah. They have like links to other similar bands. Right. So I think the gateway drug of this genre, which I think it's called Synthwave, was um, <laughs> this is another person we talk a lot about. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> he, I love his movie Drive and I love the soundtrack in Drive. And like the main song from that is by a band, they're they're a European band called College, and the song was called Hero. Hmm. But I fell in love with that song, and that linked me. I think through Pandora or maybe a Spotify kind of linked me into this other similar groups and bands. And just through going down that tunnel, I landed on the Midnight, and then very quickly fell in love with their music, which now I'm like in this new genre that I can't seem to get enough of. So do you listen to the actual radio or is everything like Spotify and web-based uh, music sites? So just, I listen to the radio, but I really only like it for local morning oh. uh, talk shows. Okay. So like, you know, being in Southern California, everything is basically LA. Yeah. Uh, so there's, K Rock and ninety eight point seven are the two stations that I like to listen to their morning crews. Mm -hmm. uh, other than that, I don't really go on there for music. But yeah, similar to you, I think when I was younger, like in high school, music was kind of the thing that defined me, and I would, me and my friends would just go crazy trying to find like the newest yeah. band and like the I don't know the most underground bands that we could be like the cool guys that got there first. Like total hipster status. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's I don't even know what channels to go through to find and discover yeah, I music don't either. anymore. But do you listen to music at work, like when you're working uh, at the office? Not really. It's 
there's so much interaction with um like my colleagues that is difficult to get lost in the music because mm. yeah i mean we have to talk and work together so much that it i don't really have an opportunity to kind of tune out and just listen to a a thing yeah well because I, I always have music on when i'm working on my computer but it tends to be non-lyric music or like like so i listen to a lot of soundtracks like i'm so into the working that i i I don't realize what I'm listening to even. So that's why it's harder for me to like, Oh yeah. You know, it's almost subliminal if you just put something on in the background and then all of a sudden you realize you like it a lot because it's playing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I need, so at home I do need some background noise. Yeah. Uh, I used to listen to podcasts, but I think I go through phases where like maybe a few months I'll be into podcasts and then a few months later I'll be into just different music. So I go, Mm -hmm. I flip flop back and forth. Um, but yeah, I do at home, I do need some background noise But see, even uh, while with, I'm working. Even with podcasts, I'll have it on in the back and realize I haven't been listening for the last half hour. <laughs> so I have to yeah. rewind it or yeah. Well, it's difficult because then I either get lost in the work or I get lost in the podcast. It's when it's something like that, it's difficult to do while you're working because one of or the other takes over. Yeah. Uh, did you, uh, should we do podcasts in this section too? Or I know we didn't really list it, but are you listening to anything new this year podcast wise? Uh, I don't think I've picked up a new one that I listen to regularly. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have either. That's the same thing like music. Like it's hard to, uh, start new ones unless it's like a very specific yeah. topic. Cause you don't, Oh, you know time. what? I forgot. Yes. Yeah, so the retro rerun podcast is one that we were both guests on. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh no. You weren't on a guest. No, day. you were. Yeah. But they I were on our show. And yeah, right. <laughs> right. So that's one I forgot. I did discover them early this year. Okay. Um, so that's one. Uh, but yeah, it's it's funny. It's, it feels so long ago, but I think it was this year that I actually discovered them. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I've been listening to the same ones over and over. Like, although a lot of them I've dropped off. It's amazing. Like I had my settings bad on my computer for the podcast, so they were just stacking up. Like I yeah. had to dump so much stuff because it took up all the memory on my desktop. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. But uh, like my favorite murder, I still listen to pretty regularly. And uh, do you ever listen to um, uh, I Was There Too? Have you heard of that a podcast? No. So it's uh, he interviews guys, people that were on like the sets of big movies. They were like small parts in big movies. Oh, like background like, people. OK, so yeah. like gaffers or best boy or no, they'll be like, something like extras in the film, actually. Oh, OK. So not crew so they'll members. Be on screen. Yeah. Yeah. OK. So sometimes he gets slightly bigger people, but it's kind of a it's a fun podcast to listen to, like the behind the scenes of what was going on in some of these. Like he really goes back. So like it'll be like speed or like a Star Trek oh, movie wow. or something like that. So it's kind of funny to hear the hear the story. You know, Jared, I was on a ter- I was an extra in a terrible like straight to on demand or DVD movie. Okay, you know, I think I saw this on your site and I was going to ask you about this. What what was the name it, of the it, film? Oh my gosh. So you know they do all those parody movies right. with like celebrity. Oh, okay, so it was I was, took me a second to remember. It was called Not Another Celebrity Movie. Not Another Celebrity Movie. Okay. Yeah, so it's just like a pl- it's another stupid play on not uh, another teen movie or right. whatever. So the the premise of this one was like Justin Bieber gets kidnapped and it's it's kind of like an Ocean's 11 parody where they get these like a people team. that Yeah, they get a team together to like save Justin Bieber or something something like that. I don't really remember. I to be honest, I never even saw it. But <laughs> I was I was a 
I don't even remember the game, but I was a casino employee in the scene where like I was a card dealer, but I don't remember the card game I was a dealer for. Uh, but well, that that's doesn't matter but you didn't actually <laughs> watch your scene did you watch your scene or just no i so i was i think i was in one of the trailers but it was just like my hands mm. it wasn't even me wow so big uh, deal i want but you have no idea like what uh how much footage you were actually in or no no idea i mean because so this is this isn't even like a parody movie that made it to the movie theaters this right, was right. just like so bad that it it didn't get any sort of circulation or release it was straight to dvd straight to some sort of streaming service i would imagine but um yeah, yeah. I, everything I seems online now so i would say to anyone listening for the for the people that do listen to this if you can go find mark scene <laughs> in that movie if if he does in fact appear in it and if you can post something we i don't know if they can they would be able to recognize me because so for one <laughs> i don't post a lot of pictures of what i look like and if you do know what i look like if you do know what i look like right. currently it is a completely different person than what the version I of me in that potential scene. How old were you? Do you remember how old you were? Oh God, uh, I had to be in my early twenties, okay, early so to yeah. mid twenties. So probably like twenty. I'd say twenty four, give or take a year. I know it's exhausting that we always tease a, a possible origin story episode, but <laughs> Mark's had many lives as we've discussed in this <laughs> through different, you know, different jobs and all of this stuff. So this was obviously from. A different life. Another life. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. So we, we started this whole rant. I don't know how we got into movie extras, but this started with best music. So right. <laughs> recap, The Midnight is both of our answers. Oh I gosh. don't have I don't have a worst because I just don't – I mean, who, you don't listen to bad music. So if I don't like it, I don't pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. So I don't really have a response for worst. Do you have something for worst? No, not for music. No. I do have something for surprising, and this isn't like a new artist or anything. It's just something that I recently, like within this year, just became a fan of. And so Jared's teased me about this on the show before. I am a fan of Justin Bieber. Mm. I'm not even going to like sugarcoat that or try and tiptoe around the fact. I love pop music. I'm not embarrassed to say it. Sure. And earlier this year, I went to see... Demi Lovato and Nick Jonas in concert. Oh. <laughs> and um afterwards, I because of that show, I like I fell in love with Demi Lovato. Oh, so geez. now I'm a, a Demi Lovato fan. And it's sorry, not sorry, Jared. That's it's fine. um <laughs> it's um yeah, it's not obviously it's not a new arts, but somebody that I more recently became a fan of. Uh-huh. That's so there's, uh, my, there's my surprising. But when you say you fall in love with her, because she's like seven, um, like what? she's she's not that much younger than me. I know. So she's like late twenties. Is she really that old now? Oh my gosh, I don't even know. Everybody seems know. so young and babyish. Hold on one second. Let me. Uh, I got gonna... my handy my fancy phone here that I can ask questions to. So let's see. Demi Lovato. How old is Demi Lovato? Demi Lovato is 25 years old. Oh, there you go. 25. Did you hear that? I did hear that. I think everybody heard that. Um, <laughs> so did you like her music before you went to the to the show? I didn't mind it. You know, it wasn't <laughs> like if I heard on the radio, it wasn't something that I skipped. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't also, you know, at the same time, I didn't 
seek it out. Right. No, I mean, I have no, I love pop music. I'm, I'm very much pop music. All of, uh, like the history of my my musical taste is very pop. I, I I'm not deep when it comes to you know music, so I don't I don't have a problem with them. I just don't know them. Like Justin Bieber, that's fine. I don't I, I know like uh, a few of his songs. I don't I would just so say, but I, I don't dislike him. Yeah, with him, he's an idiot. Like we can all agree on that. You see the pop, like the the news and the stupid things that he does. He's he does dumb things. Well, he's a kid. I mean, he yeah. should do so dumb things. Yeah. And I think. I think a lot of people just equate his dumbness. I, I don't know. That's not the right phrase, but like they, they don't, they immediately don't like his music because they don't like the person. Yeah. The public persona. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So I agree. He's an idiot, but I don't care. His music is catchy and fun. So yeah, no, like his music is fine. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said before, I was a Madonna fan. So I grew up knowing, you know, like people hate Madonna, like, you know, they love her and they hate her, but it was always very negative yeah. stuff because of like the same thing, the the person interferes with the music and all that stuff. But yeah, no, I have no problem for Justin Bieber. Were you, were you, or are you a fan of her acting career? Well, I'm a fan of Madonna, so I have to say yes. And believe me, I've had many a uh, discussion about this kind of stuff. So I'm <laughs> <What's>, like, <laughs> uh, she's like, I can only, yeah. I can only think of two movies that I've seen that she's in: Dick Tracy and A League of Their Own. Mm. And I don't think she was necessarily terrible in either one of those, um, but she didn't have like a major, major role. So in either. I'm such a hardcore Madonna fan that when it comes to this stuff, kind of like Star Wars, I become a little more like PR. Like I'll try to, I'll try to spin it to defend it and, yeah. you know, I'll just say, you know, it was good. It was good. <laughs> but, uh, just yeah, smile and nod and don't get too deep. Yeah. No, I mean, there was like desperately seeking Susan, which is probably too old for you. Um, but Evita, that's, that's probably her oh. biggest, like, you know, movie role. Yeah. Well, she was, that was her like big starring role but it's not really like, acting was, like the whole movie is singing that was a musical right but like not even like acting and then uh, a song here it's like the whole thing is just songs mm. so yeah kind of like a long music video anyway okay so let's move past music yes. um tv shows i'm not a huge tv guy um but i do have i actually do have a response for all three of these categories okay i just remembered i thought i didn't um but i do have one for each uh, do you want to start with one or since I kind of took the reins for the last one, you can pick the order in which we talk about our TV shows. So TV shows, it's hard. I mean, I watch, I'm assuming we mean streaming and anything that's just on yeah, TV. Yeah. I, I don't think there's one show that I watched like live. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, me too. So for like me, as it came out, the best thing on TV, which was, this was more difficult. This was probably the most Difficult one for me because I've watched more. But um, for me, it's uh, season two of The Crown that came out pretty recently, actually. But um, that's mm -hmm. my best thing uh, on TV for this year. Uh, Claire Foy plays uh, Queen Elizabeth and uh, the second. And it's just fantastic. It's a little soap opery, but a little history. And she's really good in it. And um, I was super excited for the second season and that it didn't disappoint. And so that was that's my pick for the best thing. Yeah, I know you talked about that recently or you mm -hmm. posted about binge watching it. Uh, and I have to admit, I think that was the first I had ever heard of the series. Sad. Or the, Very yeah. sad. It's so good. And as much as you rant and rave about it, I still have very little interest in watching it. Yes. Yes, I see. <laughs> Do you? Okay. So knowing me, 
relatively well. Do you think I could sit through this and enjoy it? Do you think I'd be a fan? Is this something that I should actually check out? Uh, no, I think if you don't have a, an, a, uh, an interest in it from what you've seen or if you've watched a preview, then you probably... I mean, did you watch Downton Abbey? I assume you didn't, but... Oh, my God. I've... I probably have seen an episode and I, no, not for me. Well, how, how come though? Because period piece or too soap opery or boring. I don't know. Oh. Like nothing. I was just bored. Mark, I do not like it. Mark disappointing. <laughs> okay. So I'll let you, I have a few other things to list here, but let's go to your uh, top to so have a little perspective. Okay, so for my best, um, you know, like you said, streaming is like the way that most people right. con- consume their media these days. I will be totally honest. I don't know if this came out this year, but I watched it this year. Um, it's season two for humans, which is an AMC original. I watched the f- first season like live as it was happening, which may have been like the last TV show that I watched that way. But I loved the first season. And recently, Amazon Prime Video just got the second season. So I don't know how long ago it originally aired, but I just watched it and yeah, it's a series and like kind of a world that I really, really enjoy. Wait, it's are you called, familiar with this? No, series? it's called humans. Yeah. What humans? I don't know why I don't know this. Um, so the premise is it, it's, it's like modern day, maybe slightly in the future, but in a world that androids exist. Okay. So they, for the most part, androids are more like helpers so you can go to a store and design and purchase an Android to help you with daily chores around the house. Okay. If you're like elderly or have dementia, you can buy one that is like a caretaker. They And it gets into like the, the dirty, grungier side of things too, where like they have sex workers that are androids. Gross. Um, but within the this world, there exists some androids that are capable of making their own decisions and living their own lives. Mm. So it follows this group. I think there's like five and it's kind of about this, how the world they're trying to exist in this world without getting, I don't know, go under the radar, I guess, because there's uh, are capable of doing their own thing. So, I mean, there's a lot of like undertones of what is considered a human life and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It, it's a really cool world and it's, it's a fun watch. So let me see. Is there anybody famous in that? I'm trying to look it up as we talk here, but there's, there's not any big names. The biggest person or like actor, actress is she's like the lead, the most, I don't know, the lead Android of the series. Yeah. I guess it's an Asian woman. I forget her. Her name's Gemma or Gemma in real life. Gemma Chan. She was, yeah. She was in, um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them as like one of the committee members. Mm. Uh, but she didn't even have a big role in that. But I think she's the most notable actor in that series. Oh, no. William Hurt's in it. Oh, I didn't know he was. In oh, the he's. Yeah, I forgot about him. <laughs> there's so many. There's so many different like storylines within here. I forget some of the characters. So um, but it's you think it's um, you think I would like, like it? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you if you're into sci fi, it's like air quotes a realistic Mm -hmm. take on sci-fi like this potentially could happen uh in real life yeah it's not like a like a star trek kind of sci-fi series right so it's a bit grounded uh it can get dark at times but 
I, I really enjoyed it, um, and I would recommend it to almost anybody. Okay. At least at least to give it a an honest try. And that was on Amazon. You said now the season two is on Amazon. It yeah it season one and two I think are still available on Amazon, um, but it's an AMC original series. Okay, but all right. So you you might be able to get it like through whatever streaming service yeah. AMC has. But yeah, if you're a Prime member, I'm pretty sure it's available to check out on Prime. Brought to you by Amazon. (laughs) Um, Yet again. Okay, so did you have like a worst or uh, something? I did have a worst. So my worst, uh, I am a fan of the Netflix Marvel series. So Mm -hmm. I watched uh, Punisher. No, not what's the first one that they had? Daredevil. They had a few seasons of. I've seen Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. Everything up to the Defenders. And a lot of people kind of fell off with Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've watched any of these. Nope. But um, Iron Fist is kind of where it started to go south. And then the Defenders was basically like the the Avengers version of this these Marvel characters. So they built up these characters with their own seasons. And then they're supposed to all come together to oh, become like I a see. superhero crime fighting unit or team. Yeah called the defenders and it it's like you know this big build up and then oh my god it's finally here the defenders this is going to be awesome there's all these characters i couldn't get past two episodes i was so bored with it Mm. um and i don't so this was the worst for me i don't know if it was because there was just too many characters and they couldn't like tell a cohesive story with all of them in mind it just it didn't mesh well together and there wasn't enough for me to even get through the the full thing so that yeah. was uh i don't have any interest in revisiting and finishing it either so huh. it's a little disappointing uh i know the punisher came out after that i haven't had a chance to check that one out but i will um There's and a i'll lot. probably go through it yeah and then yeah but i, I think the defenders for me is i'm not even going to try to go back there hmm. Yeah, that's one of those worst because there's anticipation, I guess, for it, right? Yeah, like, I think so. Because that was what was hard for me with worst because you tend to not watch it, right? It has to be something that you wanted to watch and then you were disappointed as opposed to, say, like, yeah, Young Sheldon where you're like, I don't, I have no desire to watch that show, <laughs> you know? Like, But um, yeah. yeah, so I didn't really have a like a worst one. Uh, the one I did list for this thing was um, Big Little Lies, which was on HBO, I believe. Now, this is not a bad show at all. It's very entertaining and it's well done and it's high profile. It's Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon and all these people in it. But it got a lot of attention. I think it's winning a lot of awards or won a lot of awards. Um, but there's something about like they're really unpleasant people in it. And it's always hard for me. I mean, I know that's sort of the thing now is to have anti-heroes right like breaking bad yeah. and Mad Men. like they're supposed to be sort of shady people but you're kind of rooting for them and i don't know if that's what they're going for here this one seems to be more about these women sort of coming together but some of them are so unpleasant i found it difficult to sort of root for them or take any satisfaction in the ending so uh, i won't list that as like a terrible production but it was mine where i was like yeah i don't kind of get why this was so popular other than <laughs> it's like a sort of soap opera factor of it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm assuming you didn't watch that. No, I actually have zero knowledge of this series. That's so interesting. Um, <laughs> so, but other highlights for me was game of Thrones. Uh, this season was particularly good. Uh, and um, 
did you watch glow i don't think i'm sure you didn't watch glow uh i tried that one as well didn't Um, like it you know this may surprise people or i don't know it's i don't like the like when they try and insert like sex scenes just to have one yeah i I think so what's the main character's name she's married to dave franco yeah allison brie right 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 She's really pretty, and but they feel I feel like they forced like nude scenes of her in here just because she's a pretty girl and like it'll potentially get people to view it. You know, I think they did that in the first few episodes because I remember thinking that, yeah. that in the very first episode, in fact, uh, it seemed uh, unnecessary. Like unnecessary. Yeah. 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 Uh, I that, mean, they, yeah, there was a scene with her like in the locker room. It's like you can do a locker room scene without that. Right. You know what I mean? it, it just seemed, yeah, you said unnecessary. Yeah, I could see that. It, it got better as it went on because I remember at first I thought, I don't know if I'll, you know, stay with this. <laughs> I thought Mark Maron was really good in it, though, because I think he's a his character. It seemed was like the most he played himself. A well, kind bit. of. Like, but it was like a guy. It was a good version of himself because I didn't really like his yeah. regular show. Just Maron. But in this one, I thought it was like a good amount of him and how they used him. I thought I thought was good. But um, I did like that. And I believe there's going to be a second season of that one, too. So I'll I'll see if that holds up. I might try that again. I think I watched maybe two episodes uh, and it wasn't that I was bored or uninterested. It just I don't know. I think there was other things that became more I was more interested in viewing. Yeah, that like didn't that didn't take over. Um, I don't know my didn't make me want to devote all my time into that show. Right. right but I right. might, I might revisit it um, for me. So that's our best and worst. I don't know if in there was your surprising category. Yeah, I didn't really have one for surprising. I do. I have one for surprising. Um, and this may surprise you, Jared. Oh, wow. <laughs> so stranger things season two. Okay. And so when we say surprising, I think this could go one of two ways. It's either surprisingly good and it like exceeded your expectations or surprisingly bad. Right. This one uh, unfortunately falls under the surprisingly bad category for me. Um, and I think this is like the there's not really a term for this, but, you know, with a lot of things, whether it be music, movies, TV, like the sequel or the the sophomore release, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Season two, you know, with the first release whether it's music again or a movie like i i became a fan of stranger things season one because it was like a new world for us to explore new characters new everything yeah and it the pacing of season one was so good like it built upon each one really well uh and there wasn't really a dull moment and at the end of every episode like it left me wanting more like the cliffhangers were good um for season two and this is again like you know that that tricky area where they feel like they have to outdo the previous Mm -hmm. season or the previous movie and i feel like that was all they were doing is the things that were people liked about the first one they just like did bigger and more yeah so there wasn't i think i made it through three episodes and i haven't finished it This is another one I will eventually go back and finish. Mm -hmm. But unlike the first season, when I finished every episode, like I couldn't wait to see the next one. Yeah. This one I started and I think I watched like one a week 
and then it just kind of fell off. So the, this season two had a slow start. I thought it took a long time to get to the heart of the story, and and um, there's some extra characters in there that I thought that they didn't. I mean, it's a it's a fun show, especially if you don't scratch too deep, you know, because I think there's a lot of yeah. plot holes in the story, and uh, <laughs> and that was fine in the first one because it kind of felt like. Uh, good and bad 80s you know like it was a perfect right, right. 80s homage because it was kind of bad and, and and cheesy in parts like that was what was appealing about that so to do a second season uh, you know i don't know if it's supposed to sort of play on 80s sequels like you know like the joke of oh. a, a bad 80s sequel we'll see I, I think i mean i think maybe one more season i know they're doing another one but yeah. That that might be good after that. <laughs> we'll see how they, if they take yeah. it in someplace new or something. Because the whole appeal to me for the first one were these kids, um, more yeah. so than the the story itself. So to sort of drag the story out more seems uh, excessive or something. Yeah, and I actually, uh, I thought the season one had a perfect, it was perfect. Yeah. I think it had a perfect ending as well, where, you know, a lot of those, scary movies or monster movies they always have the cliffhanger but there's not necessarily going to be a sequel right like it's just that it's just that string of hope that like oh the monster is actually not dead or the person is still alive whatever they left that open with um i forget his name but the the police officer going and leaving the egos in that box oh yeah right for 11 right like that was basically where we ended yeah. Anyway, I won't get too deep into it, but for me personally, I thought season one for Stranger Things was perfect and it could have ended there and just would have been fine. I yeah. do feel like season two was a, seemed a bit forced, like they were just doing it because it was so popular. And how could you not do another thing that has such a big response? Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I think uh, I think a second season was inevitable, but uh, it, it felt a little less uh, clever uh, this time around. So, um, yeah. The one other thing I was going to say for TV, which I kind of forgot to mention, and it came up just as we were doing this, was uh, uh, Homeland. I don't know if you watch Homeland. Probably not. No, I would imagine. No. So that was really good at the beginning. Uh, this last season, pretty much, it's one of those shows where I loved it, and then you get this horrible season, and you're pretty much done with it, which is always <laughs> disappointing. But this one, this season, I think it was very early on this year. Just derail, like I was angry watching it. Every decision they made, I was just like, I now, <laughs> I loved the show, and now I hate the show. And is there's this the one with worse. Claire Danes. Yes. Yes. Okay. And she was so good in the beginning. And it's not that any of the actors are bad. It's just where they took the story this time. Like they had a good, strong story for the first few seasons. And then they kind of haven't known where to take it since then. Anyway, it's no fun if you haven't yeah. watched the show. But that was one where I <laughs> just I don't care what they do next. So that's uh, that's it for TV for me. But was there anything so else? This is a no, but moving to a category I didn't. So I'll. I gave Jared a list and like we kind of went back and forth on the things we wanted to cover. This was just a last minute one that I added, but I didn't tell you about. So Uh-oh. this is a game category uh, and I'll, I'll go first. I just have one. It's the best. Not I don't have a worst or surprising, but I'll go over my answer. If you come up with one while I'm talking, mm. we'll add it. If otherwise, it'll just be my one. Okay. Um, and it, it is uh, the board game that I like it got on my radar because of the master of one podcast. I think they had the artist that did all of the artwork for this game on their show. Um, but I'm talking about campy creatures. Mm-hmm. And 
So the the first thing that pulled me in about this game was the artwork. Yeah. It is it's really really cool and well done. It's a play on again like 80s horror stereotypes and just the genre in general. Yeah. So they have all of these different creatures that are you kind of play throughout the game. There's a wolf man, uh there's a vampire, there's a kaiju, there's a blob. There's all of these different types of monsters and he created like it was it's almost like a movie poster art Mm -hmm. for each character and they released as part of it was a kickstarter that got successful successfully funded and as one of the tiers like you could get an enamel pin of one of the creatures and you can get like a screen printed movie poster uh and i think like the the extra things that he did for the release were it was awesome, uh, and I was really excited. Did you do the Kickstarter, or did you find it? No, new? I found out about it after the fact. Okay. Um, so I didn't get in on the Kickstarter, uh, but I did get the game. And surprisingly, like I didn't, I didn't really know what to expect in terms of the gameplay. Um, but it's it's really fun, and I've had a lot of fun playing uh, playing it with different friends and family members. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. It's uh that's my best game. If you haven't already heard of it or been playing it, uh, it's Campy Creatures. We'll leave a link to it in our show notes, but it's definitely worth at least checking out. Um, if you don't buy it, at least check out the artwork because it's really cool. Do you play a lot of games though, like uh, board games like this I, in general? So I grew up playing a lot of board games. Mm. Um, I think we've mentioned in previous episodes that I was a chess nerd and like a little. <laughs> I used to. This is true true life here i i was um i don't know if there's a term but i used to go to chess and play in chess tournaments when i was younger yeah that's crazy Um, i would never have thought that and well you know so i'm like all or nothing and this is even when i was a little kid so once i got into chess i was like full force into chess where i would literally read like chess strategy books um i would play all the time how old and how old are we talking here though when you first started? Chuck. I think I learned how to play when I was like 7 and then I was playing competitively in tournaments from like 9 to 12 give or take a year. So within that range um there was this organization that would host like chess tournaments at local malls. So my mom would go and like sign me up, register me, basically just drop me off at this chess tournament go shopping and then come pick me up and I'd have like a little chess trophy when she picked me up. <laughs> so were you playing against other nerdy kids your age or was it like all over the place level wise or something? It, it went off of, so if it's the first time that you're doing a chess tournament, you go, you get thrown into like just a generic category that I think it might have been done by age. Yeah. But then like, as you, as you win or lose, you get like, points essentially and you get thrown in different categories right so if you have like this set of points or this rating you go in this group yeah. and then you know so forth and so on so yeah they they come up with a system to rate you and put you against kids that are potentially like on your level so then did you just reach a like why did you stop did you reach a point where you weren't getting better or that it was becoming too intense uh, or or did you just think i don't um, want to do this anymore so there is a point where like you either have to like make it a thing and like really spend time and money getting better and like going to 
I don't know what the next step would be, but maybe like national yeah, level right. tournaments. So I was just doing like local small stuff. Um, and I think the company that hosted them either went away or we stopped hearing about them. So that's when that happened, I just kind of fizzled out. Um, but I don't know if I would have had the interest to get super competitive and go to like statewide tournaments or nationwide ones. I'm beginning to think uh, you're making a lot of this backstory up. It's a little too <laughs> diverse now. Now you're pushing it with the chess no. <laughs> chess tournament. I think I think you better stay a little more consistent with the rest of the story. This sounds no. crazy. I I'll try and find dig up some pictures. Yeah, of definitely. We need me proof. And my my chess pick ter- or trophy pictures or something i don't know anyways we'll see so campy creatures though yes what that's that's where we were (laughs) but it's a fun game and at the very least you should check out the game just for the artwork i hate games Um, uh like the artwork (laughs) i i do like the artwork i did see the artwork and i heard hit the artist on the master of one podcast but uh that's about the only thing that's appealing i don't know why i've always hated games. like i can't stand monopoly god forbid to have are you monopoly are you not a a competitive person you know I am, <laughs> but not like that. Not like that sort of friendly right. social thing. You know, if you, yeah, I, that's all I'll say about that. But um, <laughs> yeah, like when people always want to have game nights and things like that, like, ugh, I just hate it. It's weird. Like I, so growing up, I was really into games. And then I think like after high school, I kind of went away and I lost interest. But now getting reintroduced to games through this campy creatures, I'm kind of getting reinterested and I want to, start looking into more games. I don't think I'm interested in like all of the ones you can get at Target or Walmart. I want to find more like independent games like this. Yeah. Well, that seems um, to be big right now though, right? Everyone's got yeah. a game Kickstarter in the works, but um, yeah. So I want to, I'm interested in checking more of these out. Um, but it's one of those things. It's like, like you said, there's a lot of people doing it. So it's going to be difficult to find ones that are actually worth your time and money. Yeah. Well, that's, what's good about master of one. Luke always talks about new games and um, they, they seem to play a lot of games. So that's a, that's a good way to yeah. find out if it's worth it. I don't, so I don't play games. I mean, if we want to talk about games in general, the only game thing I had on my list to mention uh, outside of what we uh, listed was uh, cuphead. And I don't, I haven't oh played gosh, this game. Yes. Um, I don't own this game. I've just seen the, like I'll watch the, the video play, you know, uh, videos yeah. on YouTube. And it's just an amazing sort of technological thing. Uh, one, it's really cool that they did this very old fashioned uh, cartoon yes. style and they did it so well. But I have no desire to probably actually play it. It sounds like it's kind of hard to. Uh, but yeah, to look I've at heard that, that thing, it's like the yeah. difficulty level is insane. Yeah. But that's the only game that really got on my radar, I think, this year. Um, that one, yeah. The, so, th- I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're probably at least familiar with it. Sure. But um, the characters are so cool looking. And then like the gameplay, it looks like an old Mary Melodies cartoon. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's animated um, plants and the characters that you play, it's Cuphead and Mugman. So it's literally like a cartoon character and his head is a coffee cup. Um, but it's it's surprisingly like fun looking it looks but literally like an old yeah 50s cartoon right so it's not all eight bitted out or whatever you know no no no, like it looks exactly like you are playing a cartoon character and that's yes it looks really cool i hope we see other applications of this that somehow they can they can do this i i don't know anything about the technology i looked a few videos they had about how they kind of developed this thing and it it sounds as 
painstaking as it looks. Um, yeah. Because I, did, did you play that Dragon's Lair from from years ago? Oh yeah, that so that was um that was like it was beautifully done and animated, but the gameplay was kind of boring. It was wonky. It's basically, yeah. yeah. It's basically like it's a reaction game where mm-hmm. every all the action would occur on screen that you didn't control, and you had to hit a direction or like a jump or attack button at the right moment, and then right like the all of the action would occur on screen. And you weren't controlling any of it. Right. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. And then it would just edit. It was, all, it was like a choppy yeah. edit of cartoon. Like It was all predetermined actions. Right. Um, but it was a big deal just, when that came out at the arcade. And it cost a lot to play, I remember. And, and it looks amazing. I think yeah. it's still it, the animation in that is really. Was it um, Don Bluth? Yep. I think was the. Yeah. So they did that one in Space Ace or whatever. I think the yeah, other was called. Which was kind of a weird sequel. Kind of. But yeah, I love the animation. I remember just watching people play it because it was way too hard for yeah. me to play. But um, but yeah, that's about it for games, I think. Yeah. So, um, OK, moving on. So I guess we can go to movies. Yeah, let's just do movies because I think that's. Um, I'll, let's start with worst. Uh, no. You give your worst first. Oh, see, but I don't go to enough. You, you this is really your category because just do it. I don't Jared. I don't have a worst. like, OK, uh, OK, so come on. Uh, Oh, what was I going to say? The Circle? Was that what it was called? I think I even talked about it. On oh, here. yeah. <laughs> and it, That was surprisingly bad. <laughs> like, really bad. For the people involved in that, oh, it was just, yeah. like, infuriatingly bad. You know what's bad. disappointing is that it's a really cool premise, mm-hmm. and they could have done something really, really cool with it. I think a TV like show spent, would have been better. M- maybe. Yeah. yeah. It's like they spent so much time trying to make the thing i don't know like mysterious and then they didn't really get into like how or why it was bad it's just like it was too quick these guys are bad guys yeah yeah it's uh it it was it was a pretty big letdown because yeah i think there was a lot of potential for something cool to occur in there um and yeah like you said too there's huge star power in there there like all of the actors in it were pretty notable uh and big names yeah, so it's it's a kind of a letdown. Yeah, I think everything about that movie was disappointing. And like I said, it's it's not like it's a terrible movie, uh, so you expect it to be bad. This should have eh. been a better movie, right? Like <laughs> I might say it was terrible. I don't know. No, but I mean, it didn't <laughs> it, look like on the outset like a bad movie. Oh no, no, no. Like yeah, they actually. Movie, so that's why the disappointment level is higher because you have maybe uh, expectations. Their marketing team was remarkable, and then. <laughs> They tricked us into thinking it was going to be a better movie than it was. Right, right, right. All right. So my my worst, I couldn't pick between these two. So I have two worsts. Um, I think we talked. I know we talked about one of them, but so I'll just like mention it. Um, but Valerian and whatever the subheading yeah, for that movie right. was, but the Valerian movie uh, was pretty bad. And I think again. It has potential to be a cool movie, a cool sci-fi, um, but I think they're trying to do more with it than they needed to. Like, okay. just make a stupid, fun sci-fi movie. And then it was also very, very predictable. Mm. Um, so, like, the air quotes twists in it you saw, like, in the first 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, and And then, let's see, the other one that I don't think I talked about on this one, maybe I did, but... 
I mentioned to it on some recording. It might have been another podcast, but I saw My Little Pony, <laughs> and that was that was awful. It was, was it really? So I mean, even with you, kind it of have to have so low bad. expectations going into the My Little Pony. No, so okay, it's it's got. In my opinion, if you're going to do a feature length animated film, you should do it maybe a little bit different than the TV version. Mm. But it's literally like the same animation style as they that they have in um, their the TV series. So it's like, like a longer like episode. Titans, it's like Teen Titans Go animation, mm-hmm. you know, which is great for what it is. In like little 10 to 15 minute episodes that are all gags. Yeah. Like it's a fun, um, I don't know, just comedy. But it didn't. So the animation was a little bit. It shouldn't. It was lower than where it should have been in my opinion. The acting was terrible. (laughs) And the songs were terrible. Oh my Um, gosh. Like I'm all for animated songs and dancing numbers and all that. But these ones were just awful. Yeah. Um, there's nothing, no redeeming qualities in this movie at all. But even that show went through so, a whole creative changeover, didn't it? Like, I, I think it's well, they, different. They had, than, did they have like an 80s My Little Pony? Well, yeah, they did. But this recent one where it was, it's been all oh, big, uh, I think the initial creator left or was something. <laughs> uh, so it changed. I don't follow it that closely. Yeah. This was literally like, I want to go to the movies today. I've seen every other thing that's out currently. Let's try this. Okay. Well, we'll move off of ponies then. We don't need to. I don't think so, anyone's yeah. so on the fence. For me, before we before we get to uh, best, this is, this is a fun one for surprising. I don't know if you have a surprising category, but I'll go with mine. Um, and it was Girls Trip. This is the... <laughs> the one where so this is funny they had two out at the same time which were essentially like the same movie where it's a group of four girls that go out on like a bachelor or like a girls trip if mm-hmm. you will so this one's literally called girls trip the other one was rough night rough night has like scarlett johansson and um yeah saturday night know. live girls in that one right yes yeah, that yeah. and then this one kate mckinnon had yeah, Kate McKinnon. And then this one, or Girls Night, or Girls Trip, sorry, had, um, what's Will Smith's wife's Jada. name? Jada. Yeah, her and like her friends. Yes. I don't remember any <laughs> of their names. Um, but, oh, Luke Cage is in it from the Marvel, that actor. I don't know his name either, but Luke Cage is in it. Anyways, that one, like, <laughs> you have, if you if you ever do see this movie, I'm not recommending it or not recommending it. But if you do see it, you have to go in with like zero expectations and just like for a stupid fun time. Hmm. So that's like exactly what I went. I didn't have any expectations. I didn't think it was going to be great or bad, but it is just like the dumbest, like kind of happy go lucky, stupid comedy movie I've seen this year. Hands down. You really do Um, see everything. That's amazing. (laughs) I love movies. I know. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't need to get too deep into that, but that was a surprising hit for me. Girls trip, uh, alien covenant. I hate it. That, that was the other one I wanted to say it. So it's really another worst. Oh, it's not a surprise. It, it's a yeah, disappointing, yeah. Uh, terrible thing. So I was pretty disappointing. Yeah. I was disappointed with the first one too. Right. Um, yeah. Prome- Prometheus. Uh, but anyways, let's, uh, why don't you go with your best? So 
uh, this is hard because the best is so this is basically just the best of what I saw. So we're right in the yeah, Oscar season thing right now. So I plan on seeing a ton of these movies that are technically 2017, yeah. but that'll have to be an Oscar show or something. <laughs> so I, you know, I don't go as much as you do. So everything I see tends to be rather high profile. So it tends to be on the higher end of things for the most part. So like like girls trip. Yes. And my little pony. Um, so my top few were like, God, if I have to pick one. So I would probably you add- could talk about a few. If, if I'm allowed to, you're allowed to. Okay. So one of my tops, I'll let you do a top after I do one of my tops was Coco. Of course, when we reviewed that on here, yeah. um, but for me, really, it was uh, one of the best Pixar films that they've done in a long time, I think. And it's, it's one I know I, I will watch, uh, uh, again and again, which some of these other ones that I have on my list here, I, I don't know how much I will repeat viewing uh, a lot of these. That was the worst way to phrase that possible. Um, but uh, we, we get it. Yeah. So like Coco and even Star Wars, like we said, it's something those are movies that I'll I'll watch over and over again. But we we talked enough about The Last Jedi, so I don't even want to mention it. Um, so what's uh, <laughs> what about one of your tops? So this was hard because I see so many movies, like you said, I forget like which ones I saw this year. Yeah. Um, but I I feel like I need to preface this in a certain way. Like I am such a big superhero and like, you know, the stereotypical nerd fan. Like I love comic books. I love superheroes. I love Star Wars. Right. All of the like standard geek nerd things. I don't know if this is necessarily the best movie of the year. Kind of like what Jared was saying, but of the ones I've saw or seen, this one had like the biggest impact on me and it was Logan. Mm. And the reason I'm making this one so high or ranking it so high um, is because it was partially because it was a send off to a character that we've had around for almost 20 years. Um, and he's done probably a dozen movies as this character. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was a really great send off. And it was a really good movie, again, stripped away from being a superhero movie. It was still a great movie. And it. W- I liked when they take this superhero genre and kind of mix it up. Yeah. Where it's not all about your superpowers. It's not all about, you know, seeing the craziest explosions and whatnot. Uh, so anyway, at the heart, it was a good movie. And I really liked that they were able to send off this character in a good way, especially when a lot of the stuff around this X-Men universe has been kind of iffy. Yeah. So it was nice that they were able to do a good movie to give a like a proper send off to this character. Right. I, I did have Logan on my list as well. Uh, I am not a big uh, superhero fan in general. Like I, I didn't follow all the X-Men films or even all the Wolverine films. Um, but this one was good because you didn't really have to know too much about the character to follow it. It, it was, um, it was a nice contained film and, um, sort of mercifully low on the CG stuff. Uh, there was a, yes. obviously a big CG element in there. That wasn't my favorite part of the film for the, for the most part, it was more story driven and more character driven. And I think, yeah, uh, I'm hoping we see more of that, kind of a kind of a film because even something like Deadpool was similar uh, in that it was sort of contained it, it didn't have to go that uh, everything's leading up to an Avengers film kind of feeling so yeah if they can do different stuff like that I think that's more appealing than um, I think that's kind of part of the problem with studios that are doing superhero movies and a big issue that DC has is they feel the need to link it up with the next thing and it's like 
I mean, even though Marvel does it, they're doing it way better than its competitors. They're still fun standalone movies. Mm -hmm. I think if you can focus on making a good standalone movie and then maybe having a small thread that connects it to something else, you're fine if you feel the need to do that. But yeah, Logan, like it hints at previous X-Men movies, but it doesn't like you don't feel like you're missing out by not have seen all of them. Right. Right. Well, it's, um, yeah, the story is kept simple. So you kind of understand the drama of where it's going. And like I said, it it plays like a a kid's movie that's ultra violent because of the role of kids in this one. It, yeah, that's why. Anyway, I really liked it. Surprise. I was surprised by that. That That's probably my surprising one because I didn't expect to like that one as much as I did. Uh, me either. I kind of went in ambiguous or like, you know, not, I didn't have really too high or low of expectations. Uh, I was hoping just to have a fun time, uh, but yeah, it was a lot more, a lot more heartfelt than I thought it was going to be yeah. being a superhero movie. Um, but that's all I have for movies. Do you have more? Uh, just Wonder Woman and uh, Dunkirk were the only other ones that were sort of high mm-hmm. points for me. There's another film in there, but I think we're going to talk about uh, that film at another time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So nothing surprising there with Wonder Woman or Dunkirk. We don't have to go into it. Everyone has talked about that movie enough. So um, <laughs> I think that's it. But like I said, we'll have to do an Oscar one because there's a crap load of movies out there yeah, that I'm, I'm going to see. Totally, in the, I'm totally down for that. Yeah. yeah, that'd be so. I mean, I was going to save this till the end of the episode. But for me, something I want to do in 2018. <laughs> I knew you're I'm going to see a movie. I don't know if I'll be able to make it through, but we'll see. I currently see an average of a movie a week, but I'm going to do my I'm going to try my hardest to see a movie every single Wednesday in 2018. Yeah. Um and we'll see how that pans Why out. Why Wednesday? Well, okay, so here's the thing. There is a local like kind of independent movie theater that airs uh, like retro or, or vintage movies, classic movies on Wednesday nights. Oh. So I'll have the opportunity to use that yeah. as one of my viewings. You know, there's always going to be new movies out, so I can do that. But if there's a new movie or it's like a slow week, but this indie theater has a cool retro movie playing, I have the opportunity to go do that. Mm-hmm. And I need to have, I wanted to have like a consistent day so that it's easier for me to like block out this schedule wise mm-hmm. um, and like plan on Wednesday being the movie night for me. Uh, but I do. So with that, I want to, I'll talk about more of this at the end of the show, but I I have some plans um, beyond just seeing the movie Wednesdays. But yeah, I don't remember how that started or why I inserted that there, but (laughs) let's so, all right, let's see. Before we get into like podcast specific stuff and talking about the podcast, uh, do you have, again, if you have nothing, I have a couple things for each one of these, but if you don't, I'll just talk. Do you have something for like a favorite project of 2017? Well, as we established at the beginning of the show, I'm a huge egomaniac. So, of course, I have a long (laughs) list of favorite projects I worked on. There are two. Uh, So for me, Kingdom of Cute, uh, both the pins and the the vinyl figures was huge for me this year. Like I was very excited to just have toys in existence, let alone have them do as well as they did, which was a which was a surprise, a pleasant surprise for me. Um, So that was all the way around, that was a very fulfilling project to to be a part of and to to watch it happen. Um, and then the mm-hmm. other one was I got to do um, a print, an officially licensed Batman the Animated Series print for Bottleneck Gallery. Uh, again, that 
that did really well. I, I was surprised at how well that did. Uh, but that was one of the properties on my list of things I really wanted to do. And because I'm, you know, the work I do tends to be more cutesy, stylized stuff. Uh, to do such a straight ahead piece like that one um, and to have it do well was, uh, I, I don't know, it was just something that was very fulfilling for me to to work on and to see it through. And then, um, yeah, so I was glad to check that one off my, my list because I think it would have been harder for me to find an opportunity uh, to do a piece for something like that. So those are my two for the best um, projects. Do you have, so springboarding off of that, is there something uh, in 2018 that you would like to do more of and less of? And then I'll go off and give you my answers for all of these. So I think it's one and the same. This one, like I, I think I want to be a bit like we're already, I'm very scheduled for 2018 already. I, I have already a rough outline of how the year is going to play out. Uh, for the most part, but I would like to, I would like to sort of explore more uh, the style that I'm working in and see how I can expand that. Or uh, I, it's not about changing it, but um, just doing something more, taking it in directions that I haven't before. I don't, I don't want to become repetitive or, or sort of stuck in a rut with with what I do. Um, and it, you tend to get mm. so busy that you tend to do, you know, maybe the safe route. Um, so right, I'd like right. to take more time to, whether it's just me exploring things on my own, not necessarily something that's released, but to do less, uh, filler projects and do more personal projects where I get to play a little bit more in, uh, within the style that I, that I like to do. So I think that's, right. that's pretty much the same thing for my, okay. Favorite project. Um, it, it's tough to say because this was, it was kind of a big year for squared co Oh, definitely. Like, yeah. We got the opportunity to work with Sinopolis again on a few shows. Uh, we did the Princess Bride. Um, I started a relationship with the House of Blues, being able to do some of their skateboard decks, which we've we've talked about in previous episodes. But I think the favorite project that I've been a part of this past year was the Spider-Man Glass. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a, and the the thing that I liked about this so much was that it's our first officially licensed product. So I got to work with sony and marvel um it, it's an officially marvel licensed product uh, i worked with andrew kolb on it who's a great artist he did a great job uh and it's just it's something that i'm really proud of i like the way that it came out this was my first glass that i've worked on um so being like a, a 3d project mm -hmm. uh it's it it was a lot of fun and i'm really proud of the final product was. I still don't have mine by the way just I thought I'd throw that in there <laughs> oh this right here yeah you don't have one of these please be careful with it yes um yes and you know who else doesn't have one Andrew Kolb nice so if you're listening to this Kolb I'm an asshole and I do have some for Jared and I do have some for Kolb good just one of these days you guys I swear you'll get them hmm. just just maybe don't hold your breath um, so anyway, that was my favorite project okay. and kind of springboarding off of that answer. I would love to do more officially licensed um, work with different brands in 2018. Mm -hmm. um, and then beyond that, I would like to do more personal stuff. So because I've been getting so busy with Squared Co. and kind of having to play art director, yeah. um, I don't have the opportunity or the time to really do a lot of my own personal work. Yeah. Uh, so we've mentioned even in this episode, like my medium is paper art and it, it sucks because it is such a, like it, it takes so much time to produce one piece. Yes. Um, that it's difficult to really find time to do that. 
and between you know art directing on different projects for Squared Co. and then doing freelance stuff and then my normal person job, um, it's difficult to find time. So I would like to find time to do more personal projects, um, whether that's individually contributing to different shows, uh, even Squared Co. shows. I feel like I don't even have enough time to do my own piece for a show that I'm curating. Right. Um, I, so that I'd like to do more officially licensed stuff and then more personal projects. Yeah. Well, that sounds good now that you're committing to going to a movie every Wednesday. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Good. Uh, it, it's funny that at like every the beginning of every new year, I always like in my head, I try and say like, oh, I'm going to do this this X challenge where I'm going to do <laughs> a thing every day or every week or every month. And it's just like last year, if you look at my personal feed, I try to do like the national day where it's just like a really, really simple illustration with a simple color palette. Um, I think I limited myself to like maybe three to five colors per day. And it's supposed to take like national hugging day or national DJ day. And like I do a little illustration based on whatever national day it was. And I made it through like 15 days. And then I was like, okay, this is just not happening. Yeah, that's, Um, I know I will not do that anymore because (laughs) I, especially with something where you post because it's so painfully obvious when you, when you don't keep up with it. Like I might say it in my head, like, okay, I'm going to try to do this. But I don't think I don't I think I know better than to do anything daily now. There's nothing oh, I yeah. can do daily. Well, I, I couldn't even make it through an Inktober. Right. <laughs> I've never been able to make it through an Inktober, which is one month, let alone 365 days. My um, my life yeah. is so full of me disappointing myself. I don't need to pile on <laughs> a daily reminder of how I'm failing or something. So, yeah, no, but uh, like that stuff stresses you out, doesn't it? Like. So it's supposed to be like, yeah, of course, a project that you're supposed to enjoy doing and you're going to get better at your craft. But yeah, it gets to a point where once you start not doing it and you're just like, oh, man, I'm terrible. I can't believe I'm not doing it another day. And then before you know it, you haven't done it in like a week and then you just quit monthly. If I said monthly, maybe I could commit to 12 things. But man, daily, forget it. Another idea I had that. It, it's it still sounds possible in my head, but I probably will never do it. Um, th- so Samurai Jack is now like officially done. Yep. And I think it's like 60 episodes total, oh, give yeah. or take a few. I didn't even mention so, that in TV. That's what I was going to mention. Forgot. Anyway. Oh, yeah. That, that was another great one. Um, yeah. Anyways, well, it was a great thing for TV. Yes. There. Great. Said it. Done. Um, but since they have like roughly 60 episodes, give or take, I was going to do like basically a gig poster or design a rough one per episode. So one a week throughout a year, and then you'll get the entire Samurai Jack like collection as individual posters per episode. No, ridiculous. Don't, don't, that's a great idea. Like that's what, like (laughs) if you could spread it out like to other people or something, that'd be very cool. But for you to, Oh, that would just, that has to knock something out. This this is something that I've talked to you about off air, like personally, like it's being Squared Co. Like it, it's so great that it's growing and I'm getting the opportunity to do all these different types of projects, but I'm not being able to do stuff personally. Yeah. So this is the kind of thing that like if I didn't have a Squared Co., it would be great to put all this time towards developing my personal design style and or illustration style. But now... But because I do have Squared Co., there's no way I can set aside time 
to do a project like that that isn't generating income or like getting forward momentum. Yeah. It's basically just like it's self development that I don't really have time for, unfortunately. So, yeah. Anyways, if it's it's a cool idea. If you're out there and you're Samurai Jack fan, feel free to to take it and develop yourself. I think the only thing I could do probably commit to would be some weird eating challenge. Like if you said, oh, I have to eat a donut every day. <laughs> I bet. Oh, I, no. I would find a no. way to do that. <laughs> but and, no, I'm, yeah. it's not even a challenge, but I'm almost doing that. Oh, already. I can't do that. <laughs> I'd die if I did that. But something like uh, that, I could probably <laughs> yeah, find a way to do um, it. Oh, I didn't say. So the thing I'm going to try and do less of in 2018 is the same as yours. Eating donuts. Um. No, I forgot the term you use, but basically I want to try and say, not say yes to every project, be a little bit more selective. Um, so that way the things that I do do, we will be able to do better. So whether that's a personal project or a Squared Co. thing, I'm going to try and be more selective about the work that I do put out. Yeah, I know. And it's one of those things I think I probably say it every year. It's easier said than done because timing never works out on anything. You will always yeah. get two amazing projects at the exact same time. And you kind of can't refuse them. So, yeah, I think every year I well, go into it thinking I'm going to be better, but fail. Yeah. It's a difficult thing for me, too. Again, being you know the face of this company, if you will, and then trying to do personal stuff, too. Like, I'm trying to grow Squared Co. And I'm also trying to grow my creative freelance client list. So I don't – it's difficult to say no. Like, we're both of those entities – aren't big enough to really turn down work yet. Yeah, but, right. So just like you said, it's easy in theory, but who knows? Well, I mean, uh, yeah. Like, that's why I'm glad I don't have kids. I mean, I know it'd be different if I did. It would be a whole different situation. But yeah. like in my situation, without having kids, all I do is work, you know, for better or for yes. worse, because I enjoy <laughs> doing the work so much. When I'm not doing work, I, I want to do personal work. So it's this constant just you know, outpouring of, of stuff. So yeah, I've just become so scheduled now that I have to schedule time that I'm not working so that I don't just ignore <laughs> everything else in my life. But, um, and I, yeah. I, that sounds so melodramatic, but I know that it is like, I, I tend to be like, if you're at a party that you kind of don't want to be at my first thought is like, I could be working. Oh, <laughs> I'm the same way. Any sort of like, uh, obligation, yeah. whether it's work related or personal, if I'm not enjoying it, it makes it that much worse. Like, yeah. yeah, I need to be doing this. But I mean, that's part of the reason I did this Wednesdays thing for the movies is that it's something I could put into my schedule and yeah. like know that it is a thing. And like, this is my Wednesday thing. Right. Um, but right. Uh, so let's see before this is so this will be the last thing before we move into podcast talking or whatever. Um, uh, so projects that we are looking forward to in 2018. For Squared Co., we do ha at least we have three things planned. Um, we can't talk about all of them yet, but these are group shows. Mm -hmm. um, we have three group shows planned. Um, this will be the official announcement for the first one. So in February, it'll be on February 10th. Will be the official like kickoff uh, for this gallery, and it is called Cute Couples. This yeah. is going to be at the Don Arrow Cookie Store, which we have talked about <laughs> numerous times. Uh, again, if you haven't already caught our YouTube video, eating the the uh, the cookies from Doe and Arrow, you can catch that on the M of One YouTube channel. Um, but we have the opportunity to do 
this is actually Doe and Arrow's first art show. So this is the first time they've ever done anything like this at a venue. And we are just super excited to be a part of this. Um, we've got a great lineup of artists and we will be doing a show that is dedicated to all the different types of cute couples from pop culture. So, so it'll be like anything from romantic couples to like teammates. So it'll be Batman and Robins to uh, like Han Solo and Princess Leia. So I like this idea because it's sort of like a pop-up shop kind of feel to it, right? Like, yeah, it's taking place at this cookie place and they've actually got a great space for it. Like it, Yes, it's, it's a, they've got long, long, like, I don't know if you call it a hallway, but long walls. Yeah. So you can have a lot of artwork on the walls there. And it's already the 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 colors and like the color palette of the cookie shop is already cute where it's like pinks um, and kind of an off white. So it feels very Valentine's Day already, right. um, which it's it's just a great venue for for this show in particular so the artists have already been picked that that's correct uh who's going to be in this particular show yes uh i will wait to announce some of those but we do have a a lot of artists participating in this um some new ones that have never done a squared co show and some returning guests Mm -hmm. so this will be this will be a fun show so we'll have and we'll we'll talk yeah we'll talk more about this as we get closer to it but this is um yeah just the first announcement made uh about this show in particular oh okay very cool so for me same kind of thing i've got i've got two big shows lined up this year um and that's really all i can say about it mark will be involved in (laughs) in both of those shows and we'll Mm. definitely be talking about it a lot on the on the show as we get to but i just can't i don't know part of me is like uh you know when i'm doing these things for other people i i get uh you know i'm very respectful of it i want them to be able to control it because it's you know, you're working with somebody else. You don't want to overstep or, or uh, upset anyone. Uh, but then I'm also sort of superstitious. Like I don't want to talk about it too much before we're kind of right there at the gate. So, um, but we'll definitely talk about these in the future. But that's that's about all I'll say about that for right now. That's a terrible tease. <laughs> no, no kingdom of cute vol two. I will not say anything about that <laughs> until, <laughs> yeah, no. Until it's already released. That's right. Um, Okay, so now we can go ahead and talk about like podcast specific things. Um, this is this is kind of a difficult one to answer, so I'll let you go first. But um, what have been some of the things that you've learned being a part of a podcast now regularly for the past? I guess it's it's hard to even say how long we've been doing this. I would say like from conception to now, <laughs> it's been just about a year. I mean, I think when we first yeah. had that discussion about doing the podcast, it was probably around this time, I would say. Um, yeah, I think we mentioned it maybe a year ago, but we probably didn't start talking seriously about it until a few months after. Right. But yeah, it's it's been, I think, between both of our between the two of us, it's kind of been mulling over in our heads for the past year or so. Yeah, it's um so I would say everything I thought I knew about podcasting, I was wrong. Um, <laughs> and things are, are, it's much more challenging. We keep saying this over and over, but it's true. It's it's much mm-hmm. more challenging than I thought just to either physically do the show, to line up guests, to have an interesting conversation. And I did interesting in air quotes, but you couldn't see it. All of these things are so much harder than I thought they were going to be. And then on top of that, getting people to listen is just about impossible. It's like you have to just do it, hope it's good, hope it catches on. I don't know that any gimmicks work, uh, whatever. Yeah, it's tough to say. Yeah, so 
so like our biggest episode so far for a, a number of reasons, none of which we can really pinpoint has been the <laughs> it movie review. It. And again, right. these are not huge numbers, but for us, it's our most listened to show, I guess, based on downloads. Mm. And I, I don't know why. And it seems weird to try to look at that and say like, well, we have to do something similar to that to keep getting yeah. things. So it's like, you just have to do this thing because you like it and it's fun. And I get to talk to you and then we get to talk to some artists and you just hope that it takes off. But um, there certainly is no uh, easy answer to any of this stuff. So I think that's, yeah. that's the big lesson for me. Obviously agree with everything you said, um, but some different things that I've learned just like, it's, it's weird because I'm running a podcast, right? I'm the host of a podcast yeah. If you're listening to this, you may think that I am relatively outgoing or can carry my own in conversation. I am in real life. I'm probably one of the most shy people you'll ever meet. Well, I don't know um, about that. But. <laughs> like, so I can carry on a conversation relatively fine. No problems. But I'm not I'm definitely not outgoing. Um, and it's difficult for me to spark up conversation. Um, so I, I've definitely had to kind of come out of my shell in order to do this show. Um, and I'm learning, let's see, how to, I, I'm just getting more comfortable talking, um, which is, it's great. There's no downside to that whatsoever. Um, but then within each show, like in our f earlier episodes, we, we've mentioned this in some of our replay episode intros, um, but it's like, it's just a completely different world. Um, or like it's an, almost like another person, I think for both of us, but, um, it's in these episodes, you've just got to kind of live in the moment and not really worry about what you say. I, why, why do you think of yourself as a shy person? Cause I, I would not, I could see if there is some <laughs> social anxiety maybe on your part that, that doesn't maybe, show Maybe through. it's all, yeah, maybe it's all internal. Yeah. Um, but, and I, then I do a better job hiding it than I think I do. Uh, but yeah, I die in social situations. Like I, I definitely get anxiety um, and I avoid social situations at all. Like if I can avoid it, I will do it at all costs. It's so funny to me because of the, the, the past lives that you've had that we've mentioned. <laughs> I, I, it's such a disconnect for me and I get it. I get, I know that it's a, it's a performance thing as opposed to you being you and yeah. you have to be a little bit more you on something like this than doing the other things. Um, but it's, I guess it was lucky that we met the way we did because we were standing next I, to each yeah. other at the, at the, the designer <laughs> con and it wasn't like a, like we had to yeah. interact, you know, the whole time. So yeah, I'm surprised to hear you say that. Uh, I don't like performing. I don't like public speaking and things like that, but this <laughs> feels very, Contained. The hardest part for me is listening to it back um, and, yeah. and judging. And I think I think I've gotten more comfortable with that aspect too now yeah. because I edit every episode, so I'm literally listening back to it like multiple times. Yes. Uh, and initially, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I sound like that." And now I've gotten to the point where it's I'm totally fine with it. And I don't. I mean, I'm never going to be completely comfortable with my voice or the way that I'm acting on some of these episodes, but. Yes. I mean, it is what it is, and it's not awful, and I think that's kind of the best that we can hope for. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. and that, But that's what I think the challenge has been for me, is I'll listen to it back and say, like, why did you say, um, so much, or or these, these little <laughs> words that I keep you repeating, know or... So you know what's funny, and I, th I may have mentioned this, like, kind of in a previous record, 
Uh, but we, so in our episodes, I'll try and like go back and edit all like the dead air and the um. So I think for guests, I'll, I will maybe get rid of like 50% of their ums. Tighten it up for, for me, them. Yeah. For, for me, I'll get rid of like 25%. And for you, I'll get rid of like 10% yes. of your ums. Don't think I don't <laughs> notice that. When I. Because uh, when we're recording, I say um way more than Jared does. Uh, so it's like, there's a lot more for me to take out. Uh, but for Jared, you don't say it as much, but you definitely still say it. Yes. No, definitely. I mean, it's like things like that. There are, there are phrases I keep repeating that I hate and I hear it when I play it back. So maybe I should learn to edit so I can do a pass and take out all my <laughs> <laughs> extra stuff like that. We even could. just the incessant laughing. I, 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 like I said, I post little notes next to the computer here to say, don't say this thing over and over again. <laughs> don't laugh so much. Uh, uh, so then you can just focus on the questions and, and the guest. Be and cooler. Like no, be no, more no. charming. Well, <laughs> I don't think that's possible. Um, but yeah, I, Good one. it's kind of stuff like that, that I, that I focus on when, when doing this, but, but that's about it. I think, um, I mean, it's fun. The main thing yeah. is it's fun. And I like to talk to some yeah. of these artists that I've, that I followed and, and everything. And I do get a little nervous when it's someone that I do really like, but, um, it's a good excuse to sort of talk to these people. Yeah. Um, so we, I mentioned this a little bit before, but I want to do this regular thing on Wednesdays. Um, and that's all attached to, I don't know if when you're listening to this, it'll be ready. I doubt it, but I'm working hard on updating our website. Oh, thank God. And with, with the new website, I want to have like regular, uh, content getting posted there. So for me as a part of this movie Wednesdays, if you will, or whatever we're going to call it, um, I want to do maybe not like a super in-depth review, uh, but I want to talk a little bit about my experience on each week going to the movies. So maybe a little recap about the theater in particular, um, and then a small review, maybe just like a paragraph long. You are just adding uh, on the the movie that I actually saw. More stuff for Um, you to keep track of. It's, (laughs) I do want to figure out a way to generate regular content. I think that's a good thing for me to contribute to. And once in theory, in my head, once I get a rhythm, I'm hoping and thinking that it won't be that I difficult. Think, I think instead do, of doing an article for every movie you see or the theater or whatever, <laughs> you should do a quick sketch or an art piece to represent something that of the movie. Okay. Okay. You're crazy. What? That's way. That's way more work. No, you force yourself to do a, a simple sketch or a doodle or something oh, like man. that. Don't. Yeah, but I don't know what's. I don't know what simple means. But that Jared. plays back into more what you do than writing a review. Anyway, uh, that's a good idea. We'll see if I can do that because I don't think I can handle. I don't have the confidence posting something that is not refined. Look, I have to do this this episode art every week uh, for, for each one. I, you can do something like that. Just make it simple. Like do it in Illustrator or something where it's not maybe, time consuming. Maybe I'll do like an icon series yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. Something, something that yeah. works back into what you're doing. Anyway, that's a conversation maybe. for... That's, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, but I would... So I haven't asked you this... Uh, off air, but I'm going to do it on air and you don't have to give me an answer, but I would be, (laughs) I would love it if you could come up with a thing that you do that is a regular segment, regular content. I said donuts. Um, No, that's not going to work. Okay. So (laughs) I mean, you can do Jared's donut corner or I don't know what you want to call it. Um, but yeah, whatever. Um, 
so we we mentioned I think the last episode for our December recap uh, that we're gonna do some more regular segments on air too. So the thing that we came up with is tasty time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe you can be responsible for our tasty time recaps on the show, or you come up with a completely new thing. Uh, yeah, no, I think the tasty time's your thing. That's totally your thing. But oh, but we'll see. Yeah, but you can you can regurgitate my words I, into. I think going to a movie, like the movie <laughs> thing, might work. I don't think I'd be able to go like you, but I, I maybe that because that's something I want to do. Like I really do want to yeah. go to the movies more. Um, so that might be a good excuse to. Oh, so I'm I'm officially getting. I don't know if I said this in the last one. I'm getting the movie pass. I'm going to test it out. Mm. So that's a um, that's going to make the going weekly easier too because I don't have to worry about like. I'll just pick a movie that I can use the movie pass for. Yeah. So anyways, there's that. Um, Along with the new site, I do want to have some sort of recurring segment again. This will probably be monthly, but where we give the opportunity of an artist to do a post. So I know in the past you were you did a blog with um, like Pixar fan art. Mm -hmm. So we could do, I'm not saying we'll do that, but something similar to that, where we'll have an artist contribute a blog post or some sort of content for the website. Yeah. Um, it'll probably end up being monthly, but whether it's like a tip from this artist or a specific piece or something, um, I would like to to open it up to more than just Jared and I contributing to our new website. Mm. So those are some things that you have to look forward to from from the Squared Co. crew in 2018. <laughs> um, but before we sign off, Jared, do you have any last minute things? We do want to uh, say thank you. But before we do that, Jared, do you have anything you want to leave your people with? Uh, I, I will say this and then you better wrap it up quick because I'm going to be sentimental for about five <laughs> seconds here. And then I don't I don't want you to even <laughs> comment on it because I hate it. Um <laughs> So the roughest part of this, no promises. Yeah, the roughest part of this year for me was so my best friend passed away in uh, in, in May of this year, and it was very quick. He had cancer. Uh, he told me on like April twentieth, and before the end of May, he had passed, and that just uh, sort of uh, shook everything up for me. You know, it really changed focus uh, of a lot of stuff for me because when it's someone your age, it's very different when it's someone your age. For some reason, and it's not nice to say this, but with older people, you kind of, it's either in the back of your head or just the fact that they're older than you, yeah. you, you adjust to the fact that they're going to be gone or something's going to happen. Um, so this was very sad and it's, it's definitely the closest person to me that, that I've lost ever. You know, you've lost, I've lost grandparents and things like that. But so this one hit very close to home and it was... Uh, just shocking and and all the all the cliche stuff people talk about when when these things happen. So I just want to thank you because you came around just at the right time uh, when this was all kind of happening and and it was perfect because you didn't know him and I didn't have to talk to you about it. I could just focus on what we were doing. So between you and this podcast, it made that part for better or for worse go down a lot easier. Um, whether that meant it was just something else for me to focus on. Um, during that time. And, and maybe I did way too much work than I should have this year, but it certainly helped, helped me deal with that. So I do want to say thank you. I know we always joke on the show and I like to pretend to be mean to you on the show, but I like my sister had listened to an episode and said, why are you so mean to that guy? <laughs> and I said, well, you don't know him. He's terrible. But uh, yeah, let there be no mistake. I truly appreciate everything that you know, you've done for me for, for professional side of things, but also for having these conversations on air 
have been great and have been very helpful and probably in ways that you didn't know. So for better or for worse, I've probably leaned on you and this podcast a little more than I would have under normal circumstances. But um, I kind of didn't realize this to the end. So I didn't want to I didn't want to let that go without saying thank you for that. So now you can go on oh to say God, your Jay. thing because now I can't. <laughs> I hate it. I hate being. <laughs> You're going to you make me want to cry right no, now. No, don't. Jared. I just so oh, I just had to say you. that. And then you can go on to your thing now. OK, OK, OK. So. I mean, I couldn't even look at you in the video when that, I'm saying that because I was going to start <laughs> laughing or something. <laughs> uh, so the, you should have ended with that. That's the I can't follow anything with that. No, of course Man. you should. You definitely should. You put me in a t- tough spot. I hate I should, it. I should edit and reorder this. But <laughs> uh, no, you. I mean, if if ever there's a way to reciprocate that response and turn it back at you yes <laughs> let's just pre- let's just pretend i said all the right things save it for another show yeah um okay so um we this this will be the thank you portion of the show so piggybacking off of jared's thank yous we we could not have done this podcast um but not only this podcast everything squared co it's as we grow we rely so much on the participation of other creatives so other artists I'm not going to name specifics because I will inevitably forget some people. Right. But if you've been a guest on the show, if you contribute artwork um, to a, a a gallery show presented by Squared Co. or a product, a pin, I don't know how to say this with you really understanding how thankful I really am. Squared Co. is like everything to me and I could not have done anything without the help of the artist. That we've had so far. So. Absolutely. I mean, I think from and I don't I don't speak on behalf of Squared Go, but uh, as far as the <laughs> podcast goes, like we've said before, they everybody who's done this show uh, all the way through, not like we've arrived at like the top of the podcast world here, yeah. but everybody who's done this has done us a favor by doing that, and we are very aware of that. As much as yes. we could promote it or or get people to listen, it's still these guests doing us a favor. They're doing more for us than we are for them. So we are. We are very grateful for their time and their sincerity and their <laughs> just answering our questions. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, especially I mean, this is the the beginning of the podcast. Uh, and to be completely honest, we don't know where this is going to ha- end up. Um, I'm it's it's constantly changing. So we do appreciate you guys jumping in early on uh, and bearing with us with all of the kinks as we kind of use you guys as the guinea pigs to smooth this whole thing out. Yeah. Um, but not only the podcast, the the products, uh, the artwork for the different shows yeah. that we've done. Um, just thank you so much. Literally, I could not be more thankful um, and could not have been halfway as successful without you guys early on. It's so amazing how you. much doing something like this, and, and, and I'm sure for you too with just doing Squared Go, it makes you... Uh, Less of an asshole because <laughs> you're so <laughs> reliant on on people to come yeah. through that, like, yeah, you're just so grateful when people send in that piece that they say they're going to send in. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. It's, uh, I mean, I, there's nothing else I can say, but literally this, you guys mean so much to me and I thank you so much. But I, I mean, there's, <laughs> we can't, there's nowhere for us to go from here. So before <laughs> we... We get ridiculous. Um, we're gonna get out of here for this is this is be the end of 2017. Yes, uh, really quick. 
So again, thank you everybody for listening. Oh, oh we have to thank the listeners too, for sure. So yeah, Jared, one more thing. You have something first. Uh, okay. When this airs, and this is all out of order, but when this episode airs, we will have posted the winners of oh, the man. Star Wars yes. uh, <laughs> contest drawing thing that we did. So um, if you're listening right. to this now, you can go to our social media, go to Facebook and. Uh, Instagram, because I don't think we'll post it on Twitter, but Facebook and Instagram, and we'll have a list of the winners, who's getting what, and then we're going to need addresses and all that, but we'll reach out to you individually to get uh, the shipping yes. information, but those will be posted when this actually airs. Yes, so we were supposed to announce the winners, but to give you guys a little bit extra time uh, to enter, we will pick them and just post the winners on when this episode airs. Yes. So if you're listening to this, check all of our social media uh, we are at Squared Co. Um, but going back to our last thank you to you guys, the listeners, we really do appreciate you spending the time with us and giving us a shot in your podcast uh, listening rotation, if you will. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, we really do appreciate it and we hope to grow and get more of you this next year. Um, but thank you so much for being here the, the first year um, and thanks for listening to me ramble the past hour and a half or so. <laughs> uh, all right. So for reals, that's all I got for today. Um, thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. And that's all I got. See you later. Baby, I'm sorry. Baby, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you got Jamie. <laughs>